Welcome. Step right in. Take a look around. I promise that no matter who you are, we've got something here for you. Think of any creature, any companion, any friend. We've got it. It's our business to provide to you our valued customer. Anything that you could possibly think of. Anything at all. So, think real hard. Because we've got all that and more here at Zack and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. Hello. Hello. How are you? I am well. How are you? I am doing quite well. This is good. I, too, am doing well. Griffin, I am very happy to hear how well you are doing. Zach, I am pineapple that you are well. What? In my head, this was like a conversation of two people who are just learning how to speak English. Oh! And so I said the it, wrong word because it sounds like a different word. What was the other word you were thinking of? Uh, peachy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brother! Hi, everyone! <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Zach and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. I am forever yours, Griffin. I am Zach, and you know, uh, we're, we're, we're still coming back. We're still coming back uh, after, uh, you know, what happened last time. The big one. The, the big one that uh, we're all very, very hyped about. It pains me to think about, Zach, that we're not going to have another nice episode for several, several years. Yeah, it took us three uh, three years to get to to get to sixty nine, mm-hmm. and the next good one is four twenty. Like nice. we're gonna be doing this for the rest of our lives to get to episode four twenty. Yeah, it's gonna take a bit. It's gonna take. It's gonna take a bit. Uh, oh. But what we're you know I'm in for the long haul, Griff. <laughs> long. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm still coming off of that episode. Yeah, no, it was a pretty horny one. But uh, we're back um, with another episode for you. Zach, do you hear that? What? Oh, it sounds like some thunderous footsteps coming at us because, folks, we're doing a big boys. Big boys. That's right. Big boys. Episode five. Let's kick it. Big boys five. Family matters. Big boys five. Just step on me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, still coming off of last episode. It's our NC seventeen big yeah. boys episode. Yeah, this is the this yeah we've got to you know offset a, you know that leftover horny energy into mm-hmm. this one apparently. Big boys five. Thunder, thunder the thunders the bring the thunder. The uh, big boys five. I'm really hungry, and I'm hungry for this episode of Big Boys. <laughs> big boys five, but um, the like the the why in oh, wait, it's not no, it's not it's not. There's no why in boys. For no, this it's one. the it's the I yeah. Um, big boys five, but instead of the bees, it's the Bitcoin symbol. Mm. Big boys. I was trying to find a place to put like the Roman numeral V in there. Mm-hmm. You know, like like uh. like they do that sometimes. Yeah. Big boys. Big boys. <laughs> well, it, it's just big boys. Big boys. <laughs> there we go. And now you got your V. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, we got a selection of of huge or bigger. Uh, 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 pals that we're gonna we're gonna just just toss your way mm-hmm. uh because it's been uh about almost 20 episodes i think it's been a rip which translates to about what four or five months i mean i, I can, think i can uh i can tell you uh we released we released big boys for october 28th 2020 awesome so it's been a while it's been the better part of a year. Yes, it's been about nine months. And a baby, so, a new big baby is born. 
and a new big baby is born. He is, here he is, Gugu Gaga. Let's dive into this. <laughs> it's also worth mentioning that all these big boys are going to be coming from Cobalt Press's Tome of Beasts. Tome of Beasts, because you know what? They got some big boys, and we haven't talked about them yet. Bring me, so that, bring me that big baby boy. All right, so first pal we're going to be talking about, it has a name that I'm going to probably butcher, and I'm very sorry about that, is the Andrengini. I mean, that's about the best I think we're going to do. Good. Awesome. And so the Andrengini. Yeah. A-N-D-R-E-N-J-I-N-Y-I. Andrengini. Yeah, I mean, those are the syllables. Those are how those letters are pronounced. Phonetically, that that's how it would be pronounced, but... I feel like I'm missing a lot of cultural significance here. Let's find anyway, out. a gigantic black-headed snake is over 60 feet long and <laughs> sheathed <laughs> yes. in brilliant scales. Each endrengeny is splashed with vibrant patterns of every imaginable color. Ooh. The air around these serpents is heavy, redolent of the quenched red desert after a torrential thunderstorm. Ooh. I'm going to yeah. look up what redolent means. Yeah. I thought I knew, but I don't think so. Strongly reminiscent or suggestive of? Of oh, quenched red desert after a torrential thunderstorm. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Andrengini are the descendants of the rainbow serpent, the first and greatest spirit of the world's beginning. The rainbow oh serpent's children are dichotomous nature spirits of land and sky, sun and rain, male and female, and birth and destruction. Okay. Tell me um, more about this big prismatic snake. I'm really fucking here for it already. Last of their kind, the rainbow serpent shed Andrengini uh, like cast-off scales during her primordial wanderings. But she has created no more since she has ascended to the stars. Ugh. While Andrengini are ageless fertility spirits, Ooh. they cannot themselves reproduce. Each one is an irreplaceable link to a primeval creation. Even this episode's just a touch horny. Uh, just a little. It's still just a little bit. Hunt and transform. Mm. Andrengini are naturally aquatic, preferring to live in deep, fresh, life-giving rivers and lakes. The serpents usually attack intruders unless they approach with the correct rites or offerings. Which requires successful DC-20 intelligence or religion check. Ooh, cool. Andrengini hunt as other animals do, but they transform devoured prey into unique species with their transmuting gullet ability. Sorry? I don't know. I'm excited. Creating mixed gender pairs. And Andrengini's sacred pool and surroundings often shelters a menagerie of strange and beautiful animals. I am getting some very... Oh, there's one more paragraph. Um, yeah, the, but I, Demand, I wanna, obedience, and ritual. Okay, you say your thing. Yeah, I do want to say these things give me big, like, Arthurian legend vibes. Kind of. Like a gigantic serpent in the, the sacred grotto that you must give an offering to in order to, yeah. like, appease it and, like, show your respect. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of. Demand obedience and ritual when offered rituals and obedience, and Drenjini sometimes protect nearby communities with drought-breaking rains, oh. cures for afflictions, or the destruction of rivals. Revered and Drenjini take offense when their uh, petitioners break fertility and familial edicts, such as prohibitions on incest, rape, and matricide, but also obscure obligations, including soothing crying infants and the ritual sacrifice of menstrual blood i mean they're fertility gods or or fertility spirits punishments are malevolently disproportionate (laughs) often inflicted on the whole community and including bake uh, uh, baking drought flooding rains petrification pestilence and animalistic violence thus tying a community's well-being to an androgyny is a double-edged sword I, I just saw that their alignment is neutral, and this is the best kind of neutral, where it's not the middle of the road, it's equal parts both extremes. Yeah, I that's love that. Uh, so yeah, they're gargantuan celestials. These things are awesome. 
They've got. Can we do oh, a, wow. before we go into the snap block? Can, I, I know the, like they give a pretty good description, and it is a giant snake. But we talk about this this artwork in this book. Oh, it's so good. So yeah, it's a you know fucking coiled up snake. The you know it's got sort of a gray underbelly, but then every, like the rest of it's like black and purple and red and green. It's just got so many colors in it. It's absolutely stunning. Its head like on top of its nose it's got a little horn. Yeah. Like behind its jaws has like the little like side like frill. It's a little bit. That's a little bit of those like slightly draconic features. Yeah. Because like I think like blue dragons have like the big horn, the big mm-hmm. nose horn. Yeah, and then there's and like that so, frilled sort of aspect, and everything yeah. is it's just so like it's literally like opalescent. Yeah, and it's got this big like their eyes are just glowing and awesome. These things are intense. I love them. Uh, awesome. So yeah, stat block. Let's break this down. Uh, it's got a shit. It's AC is nothing to sneeze at. Uh, it's got sixty foot just normal speed, twenty foot burrow climb, and sixty foot swim. <laughs> so these things could be fucking anywhere. Um, resistant to acid, cold, fire, lightning, immune to psychic. Interesting. Dark vision out to 60, tremor sense out to 120, and can speak common celestial giant in Sylvan. I mean, they're hmm. giant. Amphibious. It's the big boy so language. They got a shit ton of innate spell casting. Oh my god, they do. Yeah, I'm not even going to go into them all because it's, it's a lot. Um... But the things that we really came in here for, so it, it's some of its actions. It's got something called a rainbow arch. Okay. The Andrengini can instantaneously teleport between sources of fresh water within one mile as an action. Whoa! It can't move normally or take any other action on the turn when it uses this power. When this power is activated, a rainbow manifests between the origin and destination, <laughs> lasting for one minute. That's very cool. It's, it makes a fucking rainbow road. Swallow hole. Great. If the bite and constrict act, uh, attacks hit the same target in one turn, the creature is swallowed whole. The target is blinded and restrained and has total cover against attacks and other effects outside the entrenching. Yep. I think the, the rest target. of this just follows the normal, like, swallow, yeah. it, the swallowing rules, which is hilarious how consistent they are. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you get swallowed by a gigantic snake or a dragon or, you know, a whale, it's all roughly the same. <laughs> yeah, you know. Uh, except. Except. This transmuting gullet. Oh, I forgot. Yeah. When a creature is swallowed by an Andrangini, it uh, must make a successful DC 19 wisdom saving throw each round at the end of its turns or be affected by true polymorph <laughs> into a new form chosen by the Andrangini. Uh... The effect is permanent until dispelled or ended with a wish or comparable magic. Oh my god. Yup. Okay. No, but like think about like a plot line you could throw oh, like yeah. at at player like who like got transformed due to a curse and it's like the, one of the only ways you could get yourself turned back, you need to appeal to the Centrengine, you need to be swallowed by it, and you need to have it turn you back. Talk like, about a leap of faith. Like, that's that's some intense shit. They do have bad. a little bit about the Rainbow Serpent, if we, Serpent, if we want to dive into that. Sure. I, I, awesome. When the flat, featureless earth slept untouched by plants, animals, or gods, the rainbow serpent awoke and shaped uh, shaped the world with her mountainous body. Rivers, her winding tracks, lakes, the hollows where she slept, and hills, the remnants of her burrowing. When she tired of wandering, she gave birth to all the land's animals. That's a good The snake. rainbow serpent. Yeah, I know, right? The rainbow serpent then made laws for all to obey and turned lawbreakers into mountains and hills, <laughs> never to walk the world again. Okay. Those who kept the laws were given humanoid forms and sentience. Her work completed, the rainbow serpent now sleeps in the stars, leaving her serpent children, the Andrengini, watching over creation. Clerics who follow the Rainbow Serpent must choose the life domain. Hmm. So they're restricted if they follow the Rainbow Serpent. I mean, if you give life to all of the world's animals, it scans that you'd be a life cleric. Yeah, but that's cool as fuck. They, these things are rad as hell. Oh, most definitely. I'm down with an Andrengini, like, full stop. That's cool as hell. Andrengini, I want to see, like... 
a like daytime like court TV show, a la Judge Judy, with oh. an Andrenjini. Uh, as the judge as the judge yeah oh fuck yeah because in the same in the same way that like judge judy will you know just absolutely body people like uh, there's also times where she's very kind and uh, uh very wholesome so i want to see yeah, a fucking I, I, gigantic I, I, snake judge <laughs> yeah you haven't paid your child support i will now turn you into a possum <laughs> Not only turn you into a possum, but we'll turn you and all of your immediate family into possums. No, not the possum! And then at the same time, it's like, Ah, yes, you, despite your upbringing and the circumstances you have overcome, you have still been a very caring and supportive parent. You will have bountiful crops for the next decade. Oh, th- thanks, Judge and Drenjini. I appreciate that. <laughs> Oh, I do no. want to pe- petition Judge Andrew Engine as an episode title. Now, if you'll excuse me, I need to go to another court case. Turns into a rainbow. <laughs> court is oh. dismissed. Crack, crack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. These things are cool as hell. No, they're so cool. A very good start to the episode. I agree. I agree. I, oh. I look through these books and I just be like, man... Like, the amount of, like, you could build an entire, like, small country origin and lore around a creature like this. Yeah, no, definitely. Like, the entire history. Like I said, like, I think it's why I'm getting that, like, Arthurian vibe from. Because, like, the the king that has to go and petition this Andrenjini every year in order to maintain the balance and the, the homeostasis of their country or what have mm. you... Like, that's good shit. Yeah, it's what like, happens to the whole country when the Andrangini is displeased? Exactly. And like, ah, it's a new king's first time. It's like, ah, you must go and appeal to the big lake snake. I'm like, excuse me? <laughs> this is the secret that no one must know about. The king's not really in charge. It's Judge Andrangini. <laughs> now I want to, yeah, now the Andrangini comes out, it's like, uh, all right, now tell me exactly what you would want me to do for you, <laughs> Godfather you, Judge Engineer. Well, no, you, you you just get that like you know like Mori Povich, where you know, mm. it's just kind of sassy. It's just like so. Listen, you come over here. You, know, you you didn't bring the menstrual blood with you. I don't know exactly <laughs> what you want me to do for you right now, man. Oh, uh, very good, very good, very big snake. Oh, uh, we love our ba- our big uh, our big iridescent snake, and uh, that's all we got to say on the subject. Fantastic! Shall we continue on? Oh, Mostaf, let's do it. Great. Uh, let's move on to another thing that's very hard to pronounce. Uh, this is going to be the Thuli. Thuli. That sounds good. Thuli. T h e u. L-L-A-I. Theuli. Theuli. This is a big blizzard wolf elemental. Yeah, it's like like an ice wolf elemental thing. Let's read. The raging cloud of animate mist and ice has icicle shards for eyes and claws. In battle or when hunting, a theuli howls like a dozen screaming banshees. Uh, These things are servants of Boreas. These fast-flying creatures of air and ice were created by the lord of the north wind, Boreas, to be the heralds, assassins, and hunting hounds of him. They appear as swirling blizzards, often blending in with snowstorms to surprise their victims. Yeah, so they're they're elementals, but they have a sort of that that kind of lupine canine Mm -hmm. appearance. Thuli love to engulf creatures in their blizzards, to lash buildings with ice and cold, and to trigger avalanches with their whirlwinds. They thrive on destruction and fear, and they share their master's unpredictable nature. Oh, goodness. They are immune to steel? Northerners Hmm. especially fear Thuli because of their resistance to mundane steel, their terrifying howls, and their ability to cause madness. 
And like most elementals, they do not require air, food, drink, or sleep. So yeah, it looks like it kind of looks like you know when you're cloud, you're you're cloud watching, and you're like, ah, that cloud looks like a duck. This this is just a blizzard that looks like a wolf. Hey, does that blizzard look like a wolf to you? Yeah. yeah. Does it look like it's coming closer to us? Yeah. yeah. This ah! look like it's ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they are huge elementals, chaotic neutral. They have a one hundred foot fly speed. Oh, these suckers are fast. I mean, it's a blizzard. They is strong. They is dexterous. They is uh, constitutional. That's not right. Whatever. Um, <laughs> they are resistant to lightning damage, thunder damage, physical damage from non-magic weapons, immune to poison, vulnerable to fire, which makes sense. Is Blizzard? Is Blizzard immune to exhaustion, grappled, paralyzed, petrified, poisoned, prone, res- uh, restrained, and unconscious. Nice. They speak common, primordial, and dwarvish. Hmm. Which is interesting. These things have uh, mastery of the air. Airborne creatures have disadvantage on attack rolls against Thuli. And snow vision. Uh, They can see perfectly well in snowy conditions. They do not suffer penalties on perception checks from snow, whiteout, or snow blindness. Snow blindness. Yeah. I mean, I get it. It's like, like, you know, when you walk out on a snowy day and the sun's out and you're like... (laughs) They have multi-attack. Ooh, this is kind of interesting. Oh, and brutal as hell. Uh, With their claw attacks, there is a, a... you know, hearty damage from the claw, but they take additionally 4d12 cold damage. And if the target is wearing metal armor, it must succeed on a DC 17 constitution save or gain one level of exhaustion. Hmm. That's savage. Yeah. They have a freezing breath, a big breath weapon in a 40-foot cone. That's 6d12 cold damage. They have an algid aura. Uh, all creatures within 10 feet of the Thuli take 2d6 cold damage at the, at the beginning of their turn. Spells or magical effects that protect against cold are affected as if by a dispel magic spell. If a Thuli is within 20 feet of the target at the start of the Thuli's turn, and non-magical flames within 20 feet of the Thuli are extinguished at the start of its turn. Hmm. So it, it just punches through cold resist... It puts out non-magical flames. That's awful. Yeah. And then, I think one of the... the there's a table involved, so this is mm-hmm. probably its coolest effect. Uh, Howl of the Maddening Wind. Which okay. is just a great name. Yeah. Three times per day, a Thuelize Howl can cause creatures to temporarily lose their minds. Uh... Or, or, or even attack themselves or their companions. Each target within 100 feet of the Thuelize and is able to hear its howl must make a DC 14 wisdom save and roll a D8 to consult the table at the start of its next turn. An affected creature repeats the saving throw at the end of each turn. A successful uh, save ends the effect but a failure means it rolls again on the table below at the start of its next turn. So it's a different effect each time if it keeps failing. On a 1, it acts normally. Cool. On a 2 to 4, it does nothing but babble incoherently. On a 2 to 4, it sounds like a murloc. Uh, on a 7, or excuse me, a, on a 5 to 6, it does 1d8 plus strength damage to itself with an item in hand and on a 7 to 8 it attacks the nearest target randomly if it's more than one so it's like a different it's a little bit like the confusion spell Mm -hmm. and then lastly it can once per day create a blizzard in a 50 foot radius damn uh, filling the surroundings with icy fog whirling snow and driving ice crystals vision becomes lightly obscured uh, creatures get disadvantage on perception checks that rely on vision or hearing, and the ground in the area becomes difficult terrain. The effect lasts for ten minutes and moves with the Thuli. Well, shit. They're they're big blizzard dogs. They're big blizzard dogs, man. Um, these guys are probably. What's your big- uh, What's your favorite type of blizzard? Because mine's usually fudge brownie. Oh, I I normally get. 
Well, my favorite one um, they don't have anymore it was called the Midnight Truffle. Ooh, yeah. It was, you know, chocolate, and then it had, like, little chocolate truffles in it, mm-hmm, and they mm-hmm. were very good. I, I normally just kind of get the M&M one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The M&M with you lie. Yeah. Yes. My, my, my few lie is filled with hot fudge and, and pieces of brownie. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's pretty good. That but then, like, sometimes... Oh, like... bu- <laughs> hey, Griff, I want a blizzard now. <laughs> but then sometimes when I take a bite of my few lie, then, like, I have to, I, like, punch myself in the head. Oh, but man. like it's so good that like it's worth it. <laughs> Fuck yeah! <laughs> These guys would be good to have around, like, like a ski resort, maybe. Okay. I mean, like, you know, if you were friends with one, yeah. Um, they're chaotic you know, neutral, so like, yeah. they're, they they have the potential of being like business partners. Yeah, no, like imagine like one of these running around, but like with like the the Saint Bernard like barrel around its neck, <laughs> you know, with a little bit of brandy. Yeah, with a little bit of brandy in there, uh, and uh, you know, it's the off season. They can make it snow. Oh and, yeah, uh, they can keep the place in business a little bit. Keep the place in business longer. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, that'd be it'd be a great ski resort friend. It'd be really difficult for like anyone camping up there though, because your campfire's just going to go out all the time. Yeah, and then sometimes you just like, you know, punch your campmate in the head. Oh, ow. Oh, God, sorry. The dog must be nearby. <laughs> and yeah, distantly, uh, yes. distantly, you just hear... <sighs> uh, yeah, you, 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 yeah, you turn the other way. There's a glass of brandy waiting for you. You're like, <laughs> oh, okay, I'll, that's fine. So it's like, it thanks, has a little thanks. note. There's a little note drawn in the snow that just says, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Ice Dog, wherever you are. <laughs> Thank you, Ice Dog. Oh, but yeah, the fuel eye—they're pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> we li- we like we like the fuel eye. They're uh, they are pretty cool. Hey, because they're made of because they're because they're, they're made, made of ice. ice and snow. Yeah. Do you think there'd be like a? Do you think there's like a like a like a like a desert equivalent? Like a like a sand, uh, like like a sand and like a sand and sun kind of fuel eye. Yeah, yeah, the fuel eye and the sandy guy. <laughs> And um, he, <laughs> no, keep going. Makes, makes little little dust devils, mm-hmm. and uh, it leaves you uh, leaves you mimosas. No, he yeah, it's uh, like the the chunk of like a cactus cut off. You know, so it's yeah, so it's got the water in it. It'd definitely be like a like a cactus drink yeah, or, uh, yeah. or or something like tequila based. Yeah, it's got an umbrella in it. Mm-hmm. A little tequila sunrise. Oh. oh. And but then it also sometimes makes you punch your friend in the head. Yeah. Oh, come on, Raj. Sorry. Sorry. And then there's a sandy guy. Sandy guy. There must be a sandy guy around. Oh man. Sandy guy. Few lines. Sandy guy. There you go. Coming soon to Pet Shop Network. It's the new Turner. It's the new Turner and Hooch. (laughs) Few lines. Sandy guy. Yeah. Cool. Beautiful. All right. Well, Fuel Eye, we did it. We did it. And uh, we got two big boys in the tank. In the tank, two more to go. And uh, I think it's a good time to, uh, as we as we get our next big boys prepared, to remind you all that uh, we have a number of lovely sponsored products that you can uh, find at PetShopCast.com. Let's hear from one of them now, shall we? Everybody needs a friend sometimes. Some days that 9 to 5 just drags you down and you need somebody to help pick you back up. Some days you have to go to the store but leaving the house by yourself seems next to impossible. Some days you just need someone to listen. And for some folks, animal or monster companionship just isn't the right fit. If you've ever found yourself in a situation like that, then Instant Mister may be right for you. Instant Mister is a compact, inflatable companion that you can keep in a pocket, purse, or backpack until you need a friend. Just pull the seal on the top of your Instant Mister, and he inflates within seconds into a fully grown, human-sized buddy just for you. Instant Mister follows wherever you go, and is durable enough to stand up to water, dirt, and unwanted human contact as you brush by strangers in tight situations. And when you're done, simply say, see you next time, pal, and the magical enchantment safely deflates your instant mister and returns him to a compact size for next time. 
Need an audience to practice speaking in front of others? Instant mister. Walking home late at night and want someone to help keep you safe? Instant mister. Tired of sleeping alone? Instant Mister. Instant Mister comes in many design options such as businessman, skater punk, frat guy, single father, guy with acoustic guitar who only knows one song, doctor, woodsman, beer snob, underachiever, and more. Also, check out our celebrity options. You can style your Instant Mister after famous misters such as Ryan Reynolds, Lin-Manuel Miranda, Samuel L. Jackson, Matthew Mercer, Andre 3000, Stephen Hawking, John F. Kennedy, and more. Call 1-800-PET-SHOP to order your Instant Mister today. Or you can order online at PetShopCast.com and use the promo code LONELY to get 15% off your order. Instant Mister. You've got a friend whenever. Oh. Mm. Hello. Greetings. That was quite the ad we just advertisement we listened to. Yes? I would like to purchase that with money. One advertisement, please. I would like to buy one adversary. <laughs> yes, we will fight to the death. I don't know what we're doing. <laughs> It was the it was the word that sounds like the other one again. Yeah, that that's fair. We just I learned we just learned this language. I know we're new. We're <laughs> still we're just we're still new, you guys. I'm sorry that I don't speak the language well. This this is a good bit. What's anyway, your corpus, Zach? What what was the the the, the real word you were trying to problem? problem? Yeah. Okay, thank. <laughs> I don't have well, a porpoise with you. Well, because well, the first time you did, you did fruits. You switched the fruits around. This is true. But now, the, no, now I, the bit has been refined. There we go. Now it's I'm on top yeah. of my game. It's been workshop. I've never uh, been better than this. <laughs> <laughs> so our next big boy, uh, this is the Jibali, or at least that's how I believe it's pronounced. We picked some hard to pronounce ones this time. We picked some pretty hard to pronounce uh, boys, but but I believe it's Jibali, and I'm going to stand by that. It's I'm with the it. G B A H A L I Jibali Ba Ali, a large reptile with a dagger with a dagger like teeth. Is that's a typo. A large beasts. reptile with dragon-like teeth and a scaly hide of shifting colors. The Jabali often strikes from close range. Is there ever a creature with big teeth that doesn't have dagger-like teeth? Does anything ever have mace-like teeth? Or spear-like yeah. teeth? Well, spear-like, yes. Uh, mace-like, no, because they're usually plant eaters. Mm-hmm. You know, because, be, I want I want that though I want I want an animal with hammer like teeth I want I want to know yeah w- w- when when they've got that hammer like teeth <laughs> I, I want someone with axe like teeth Ooh that'd be so fucking bad Ha <laughs> Uh anyway uh so this is a essentially a huge sized um chameleon crocodile Yeah which is like the worst, like, like such a bad predator to have, have like chameleon-like camouflage. Yeah. So chameleon crocodiles, while distantly related to crocodiles, Jabali have adapted to a uh, life away from the water. To make up for the lack of cover, Jabali developed chameleon powers. So fucked up. <laughs> Jabali high, uh, Jabali hide changes colors to match its surroundings so perfectly that it becomes nearly invisible. Come on. Only uh, any lonely rock on the grassland might be a Jabali waiting along a trail, caravan route, or watering hole. Their thick hide can be made into hide or leather armor, and with the proper alchemical techniques, it retains some of its color-shifting properties. That's cool. I That's like very that. Strong hunters. Jabalis are powerful predators, challenged only by rivals too large for a Jabali to grapple, or by predators that hunt in packs and prize, such as lions and gnolls. Hmm. Jabalis live solitary lives, except during the fall. When males <laughs> seek out females in their territory. Except Female- when it's romance season. When it's time for romance. 
Females lay eggs in the spring and guard the nest until the eggs hatch, but the young Jabali are abandoned to their own devices. Killing an adult Jabali is a sign of bravery and skill for plains hunters. Well, yeah. Sentries and stragglers. In combat, a Jabali uh, relies on its chameleon power to ambush prey. It may wait quietly for hours, but its speed and stealth uh, mean it strikes quickly, especially against weak or solitary prey. Its onslaught is strong enough to scatter a herd and leave behind the slowest for the Jabali to bring down. This is great because we so rarely get, like, cool, just legitimate beast-like animals to talk about anymore. Yeah. And this is just a big, like, plains crocodile. Man, very cool, though. Yeah. Uh, terrifying. Truly terrifying. Stuff of nightmares. The, so, yeah, the Javali hide, uh, has, they have advantage on dexterity stealth checks. If the Jabali moves one half of its speed or less, attacks made against it before the start of the Jabali's next turn have disadvantage. Oh, interesting. So it, like, it has slows advantage. down, blends yeah. in. So I mean, it, yeah, it essentially gets that you know invisibility disadvantage. Uh, it's got multi attack. It does one bite attack and two claw attacks. Mm-hmm. Oh God! Uh, its uh, bite is three D twelve plus five piercing. Uh, if the if the target is medium or smaller, it's grappled, and the escape is a DC 15, I'm assuming, dex or strength, mm-hmm. whichever works best. Uh, until the grapple ends, the target is restrained, and the Jabali Ugh. can't bite another target. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then its claw attacks are 2d8 plus 5 slashing each. Brutal. So, yeah, these things will fuck you up. 21 strength. Oh, They have boy. plus 8 to stealth, naturally. Damn. Very cool. Yeah. Speed of 52. Yeah. That's nothing to sneeze yeah. at. Yo, these things are so fucking fast. <laughs> I mean, crocs are really fast, too. They so are. Like, that makes sense. You know how, like, crocodiles or alligators, I always forget the difference, but, like, they do, like, the death roll thing yeah. in the water? Do you mm-hmm. think these things do that, but just on land and just summer? <laughs> they They're just, just somersaulting? They just barrel roll down a hill with someone? Oh, and they hit a hill and just... <laughs> <laughs> That would be so terrible. Well, because I think part of the death roll is to drown the drown whatever it catches. Yeah. So I don't know if it would need that. But that'd since, be funny as hell. Yeah. No, that would be so good. It just grips you, picks you up, and just rolls. Because lest we forget, these things are also huge. Yes. So they, they've got to be a good like, like a, 20, yeah. 20, 25 feet long. Easily. Yeah. So like... It, it, this thing bites you like you're in its mouth mm-hmm. like maybe not all the way but like you know you're, you're the most of your torso and probably a chunk of your pelvis are in this thing's mouth yeah it either gets you by the legs and it like get, gets you all the way like half of your body or it gets yeah. you kind of long ways where you're like perpendicular in there yeah and it's just chopped down on your midsection oh, God. and just rolls down a hill <laughs> <laughs> that that breaks your butt. That that'd break your spine. Oh, definitely. absolutely! You'd be. It's like the way how like like carrion birds of prey will like you know swoop down, pick something up, and just drop it. Yeah, like like fucking bald eagles yeah. and like mountain goats. Like yeah. when they'll swing by, just pick like grab them long enough so that they fall. Yeah, and just pop 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 pop. This thing grabs you, skitters over with its fast speed to the nearest slope or hill, and just goes for a tumble. Oh man! And like it's stronger than you, it's gonna kill you. Damn, these things are intense. I mean, yeah, All it's right. a big fucking mountain croc. So, um. Pet, you know, you have one as a pet. Yes. What, 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 what are the bonuses? The bonuses to having a Jabali. Bonuses. Um. No one will fuck with you. No one will fuck with you. I mean, like, yeah, we've done this before, but like, good, like, intruder deterrent. Oh. You know? Absolutely. Because, like, like, you know, you've got your your home in the middle of like. A little bit, you know, like a, a little preserve. Mm-hmm. You know, you got some some Jabalis hanging around. Like these critters ain't gonna. Like no one's getting near you. Like it's like how in um, you know, like in a a, a young mo- like like kid movies or rather movies about kids and like they're playing like stickball. Yeah, and the ball goes over into the next yard. And it's like, oh, shit, we can't go over to old man Jenkins' yard. He's got a Jabali back there. You're, and, you're, just, uh, you're describing the plot of Sandlot. 
Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, like, because in the same way that, like, planes hunters, it's, like, a sign of bravery. One of these yeah. kids, like, like it's a it's an act of bravery to, like, oh, I'm going to hop over the hill and I'm going to get the, I'm going to get the ball yeah. back. Yeah. Lenny, the plane, Rodrigo, <laughs> goes for it. Because well, in Sandlot, yes, yes, he's yes. Benny the Jet. Yeah. Yeah. The pl- oh the pl- <laughs> yeah yeah it's <laughs> Lenny the plane. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, he 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 goes over into the into the reserve next door uh, and tries to get the ball back, but there's the 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 creature mm-hmm. instead of you know the beast mm-hmm. and uh, and and it's a Jabali, but it's very friendly. Yeah, it turns out to be super nice. It just wanted to like hang out. Yeah, like, it bats the ball, like, at the kid. Yeah. And the kid's like, ah! Like, like it's like, thought it was just, it was trying to kill it, but really it just wanted to play catch. Yeah, that's all it was. Mm-hmm. It loves to play ball. And then, this... at, the end, and then at the end of the movie, uh, the Jabali, like, joins the team mm-hmm. um, and has a cute little ball cap on mm-hmm. and just uses, it doesn't use its tail as a bat, but it does, like, hold a tail, or hold a bat, like, in its tail. Yeah, no, it's real cute. It's very cute. Yeah, and everyone's down with the creature. And this is, this is Gretchen. Yeah. The Jabali. Gretchen the Jabali. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, oh, Gretch. We love Gretch. <laughs> I mean that's that's Shibali's. Like I don't, just, I don't that's got, just the I, I, that's just the Sandlot. That's just that's just the Sandlot, but with the Jabali. Except it would be it wouldn't it would it couldn't be the Sandlot. It would be the dirt hole, the no. the <laughs> dirt yard, the, the dirt yard, the uh, the um the grass field. <laughs> you know, that's like the, most that, fields. That's just a field, yeah. <laughs> I like dirt. I like dirt yard. We can go with dirt yard. Dirt yard yeah. sounds pretty good. The dirt, the dirt yard. yard. Yeah, yeah. That that that's different enough that we can't get sued. So yeah, it's really the same flick. Like oh yeah, beat for beat. Yeah, it's like um, what's the how you know? There's Kung Fu Panda, but then there's also a different panda martial arts movie is there yeah i can't think of what it's called off the top of my head but yeah someone ripped off i was gonna make a joke about like yeah, taekwondo possum no there's a, an actual ripoff you're shit and it's also a panda yeah that's come on gang at least do like yes it's panda warrior and there's also chop kick panda yeah, so there's a couple. And they're and both, also, are they both uh, animated martial arts panda movies? Yeah, yeah. Most definitely. And there's apparently another one called The Little Panda Fighter. You could have at least done, like, Judo Mouse. Or... Judo Mouse. <laughs> yeah. You could have you could have Capoeira done... Grizzly. <laughs> Fucking, uh, God, why can't I think of any martial disciplines? You could have done, like, uh, Jeet Kune Do Elk or something. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh man, very good. What, uh, what martial, what martial practice would the Jabali do if there was the, a martial arts Jabali movie? Um, I think, um, Muay Thai? Oh, Muay Thai, definitely. <laughs> I don't know. Muay Thai is very kick based, and these things, I, I <laughs> Shivali don't really have. I think a lot of like, there's not a lot of reach with the leg. Well, they gotta get that momentum, you know, like the like the like the running lizards. Oh my yeah, god! They, 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 they get, get up, up on their back get, legs, the frilled lizards. Yeah, and then they jump, and then they kick stuff. Oh my god! That's why it's that's that's the hook in the movie. Like the Jabali yeah. wants to learn Muay Thai, and like it, it like has to overcome you know the physical limitations of its body. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Very good. Uh, Is it worth doing a crocodile hunter bits, or have we milked Jabali enough? I think we've milked Jabali, and you know what? I don't want to do a disservice to the late great Steve Irwin. But that's fair. Do you want to yeah. give me a quick crikey? Crikey! All right, I think that's a good button. All right, good. <laughs> All right. Well, we got one more. We got one and more, and maybe the hardest to pronounce of the batch. I yeah, probably. Zach, this is a gug. Gug. <laughs> a gug. Gug.
Big. Big. Uh, this is a gug, Zach. Oh, no. I don't like it. This is some bad. This is some bad shit. Yeah, Griff, this is just bad, man. Uh-huh. Well, I can't all be winners. All right. go. You go ahead. Um, This gug is a huge giant, which is a little yep. redundant, but I did yes. see a medium giant in this book earlier, so... Yeah. Anyway, they are neutral evil. Oh boy. Um it doesn't have a torso. Or it does. It's just Or it does. It's just head and its torso are one. Mhm. So let's start at the legs. Two thick thick trunks. Yeah. They're pretty they're pretty powerful. They're detigrigitous. Mhm. Uh I, I want to say four arms, but really it's like... Yeah, it's it's a bad split. Cause... <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, it's like, so so the upper arm, it's got two stalks coming off the torso head, but then they each split at like the elbow Yeah, it's, into two the... lower arms. Yeah, it's like, what's it's the, what's bad. the upper, what's the upper bone of the arm? So in your upper arm, you've got your humerus. And then nice. your lower arm, you know, you're you're attached to your hand. You've got the radius and the ulna, so it's only got two humeruses, but then it like splits at the elbow. So it's lower bones. There's four of those. Does that make sense? Its arm does a Y. Yes, 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 yes. I uh, hate it. I hate it. Let's go back that's to the torso that, that, head. That's just a bad split. <laughs> it's a bad split. Speaking of bad splits, let's go back to that torso head. Oh, that was a, that was a segue. It's got... It's... it's Man, this thing's so hard to describe. Yeah, it's, it's torso head split at the top. So it's got like just... It's, it's, it's torso is its head, which is its mouth. Yeah. Uh, so... So think of it this way, folks. So like, think of like your torso, like where your neck would be. That is like the center of the mouth, like the like the middle of it, and yeah. then the rest of the mouth continues down the chest and down the back. Yeah. So like the whole torso just kind of is open. Its eyes are kind of on the sides of the big mouth. Looks like there's just a big gullet down there. Yeah, it's uh, really upsetting, honestly. The hands and the feet are just like three big claw toe fingers. Mm-hmm. And then it's like pale, kind of pale tannish skin with like some splotches of like dark black fur. It's kind of got furry leg warmers. It's kind of got furry leg warmers and like furry elbow pads. Uh-huh. Um, They're terrible. Oh, they're they're real bad guys. The Gugs so many hit points too. Holy shit! The Gugs are giants of the underworld, long since banished into dark realms for their worship of the eldest and foulest gods. Raggy. Ah! Gugs. Gugs. Gugs enjoy smashing and devouring lesser creatures, and their burbling and grunting speech displays a surprising and malign intelligence to those few who can understand it. Gugs are occasionally worshipped by tribes of Darrow, which are like, kind of like subterranean dwarves-ish. Yeah, like Duergar, but different. Yeah. Um, and their strange underworld cities are filled with, filled with, pff, more typos, look at that. Uh, and their strange underworld cities are filled with esoteric monoliths and constructs. They are nocturnal raiders. While Gugs are banished into the underworld in mortal realms, they regularly flout this prohibition by raiding the surface by night. They also spend much time in the dreamlands and the ethereal plane. Some Gug warlocks and sorcerers are said to travel the plains with entourages of... I don't know what either of these two words are. Fext or Noctini. You want to do? You want to take Noctini? I'll take Fext. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna give it a try here. Fext. Well, the first thing that pops up for me is a mythical undead creature in Slavic mythology. Okay. Uh, Maybe it's I a creature like, in this book. Yeah. Oh wait, I think I found the. Uh, 
What's that? The Noctini. It, uh, it, it's just a dude, really. <laughs> He's just 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 an evil human guy. Oh, I see that. Yeah, Thext are also creatures. Yeah, they're like undead in this book. They're like lights <laughs> almost. Uh, anyway, so they got friends. They got friends. Um, they do prey on ghouls, however. Bugs devour ghouls and Darakul, pro- pr- probably another type of zombie. Um, they devour them as their preferred foodstuffs. When these are not available, they seem to prefer carrion and particular varieties of psychotropic mushrooms, as well as something that is best described as candied bats. Huh. Huh. You know, just yeah. like, a, a, as a nice treat. Yeah, take a bat. Can have little a candied bat as a treat. You take a bat, dip it in some caramel, leave it out in the sun overnight. Over sun overnight. Jesus, cold iron. Uh, well for them night is day so if they so like Mm. you know during the day they leave the bat the bat out and then they wake up Mm -hmm. great so you're not wrong yeah uh like most big boys they strong they hardy they do have a plus two charisma which is startling Mm -hmm. uh immune to poison immune to exhaustion, paralysis, poison, and confusion, which is interesting. Mm. Not a condition immunity you see very often. Uh, 240 feet of dark vision. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, they speak deep speech, giant, and undercommon. They have this action called towering strength, where a gug can, excuse me, a gug, gug, lift items up to 4,000 pounds as a bonus action. Wowzers. So that's two tons. How do they grip anything, though, with those hands? They just lift. They just they just get it under and lift. Okay. Lift with their Y arms. They have... They can make two slam attacks, two stomp attacks, or one of each. The slam attack does 2d8 plus 7 bludgeoning. If a creature is hit by a slam attack twice in the same turn, they must make a DC 19 con save or gain a level of exhaustion from just, I guess, brute force. And uh, the stomp is a bit stronger, dealing 2d12 plus 7 bludgeoning. Uh, They also have legendary actions where uh, they can move up to half their speed. They can make an attack. They can attempt a grab attack, which... um, does not deal damage, but grapples somebody in those weird, long, bony finger claws. They do have a swallow, which is awful. Um, yep. They swallow a creature that is grappled. They take 3d12 plus 7 bludgeoning damage immediately and start taking acid damage as they begin to get digested. God, the damage threshold to get out of this is 75. Wow. You have to do 75 damage... Oh, not from the inside. It just it just has to take 75 points of damage in a single turn. Okay. That's fine. Yeah, and it has... Up there. Yeah. And it has a throw. Legendary action. Oh, man. The Gug throws one creature. It has grappled. The creature is thrown a distance of 2d4 times 10. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. So a potential of 80 feet at max... Yeah. Damn. They take damage. Um, they take a chunk of damage plus falling damage if they are thrown into a chasm or off a cliff. The Gug can throw a creature up to large size. Small creatures are thrown twice as far. <laughs> so it can yuck a halfling up to 160 feet. Holy shit. That would be big ouchies. <laughs> it does say the damage is the same for small creatures. The distance is just doubled. Yeah, they just, they they skip a little more because yeah. they're so small. This is fucked up, my guy. Yeah, this this guy is, uh, is uh, a mess. But, like, great football players. Oh, yeah, dude. Like, Gugball? Oh, Gugball. Gugball. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to the uh, uh, annual championship of Gug Ball. Ba-ba-da-bow. 
or rather, I'm not gonna. Uh, I'm not gonna leave this in the episode, but somewhere Curtis is so confused. <laughs> Gugball, it is ter- terrifying sport to watch. Oh, it's real bad. They're trying to chomp each other. They don't have to well, wear think, helmets because they don't have heads. So I think it's that like, like I think they have to carry the ball in their mouth. Well, I was gonna say, do they have to wear a big mouth guard? Ooh, I like that better. They just have to put like a plexiglass. Yeah, Slot. so they, yeah, yeah, they can't. So they can't bite each other because that's yeah. unfair. No biting, and they you have to have all, they, they have to have rubber caps over their claws too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But like the fields are just so huge. Oh yeah, dude, it's like a half a mile. Oh, oh my god, <laughs> the whole game, like everyone in the in the uh, bleachers, like every step, it's like. Poof, poof, mm-hmm. poof. Well, I'm thinking like, like I'm thinking like fully like aerial bleachers. Oh, nice! Yeah, like the entire viewing platform is over top of the arena of the stadium, and like the, it, it's all like these big floating platforms that move, that like hover and like shift down and down the field mm-hmm. as like as as the Stuff's lines happening. get moved down. Yeah, there and it's then, a roller coaster, and, and you're on a track, and just ooh yeah. <laughs> And it's wild because then, like, you know, a Gug makes a huge play and yeets that ball so much farther than anyone intended. And the Gug receiver is running and the platforms just zip off and everyone gets sick and throws up. Yeah, you have to have a seatbelt when you're watching. Oh, you've got to have your seatbelt on. The only time that you're not allowed to have your seatbelt on is when you stand for the Gug National Anthem. Yeah. Yeah. These are so haunted creatures. No, they're real bad. They're really bad. Oh my god. Do you have anything else to talk to about Gugs? About Do they I do, I think. Just oh. to tie up Gug Ball. Do you think that they play with a ball or do they play with a zombie? And they oh, have to throw be, a zombie around. Like it's gotta ghoul. be with a zombie, right? Yeah, they're like they're they're hucking ghouls around. Yeah. That's why they have to keep the mouth guards on, because if you eat the ghoul, like, you're disqualified, like it's a red yeah. card. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, no, all, all of your refreshments have to come in those, like, gyroscopic, like, cups that, like, you get, like, for kids. You know, like, mm-hmm. the spell-free, like, bowls and stuff. Yeah. Because, like, the, you know, that, that platform, your, your seat can lurch to the side at any given moment. At any time. Yeah. yeah. But, like, Gugball, man. Gugball. It's been a while since we had a, a creature sport. A good sport, yeah. Yeah. Gugball. Gugball. Tell your friends. Go, tell, uh, you, tell your friends. Tell your friends. Uh, but yeah, uh, that I think that's our big boys. Those were some 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 good big boys. Those were some good big boys. I'm very happy that we did this. Um, yes. Yes. Uh, but that's about it for this year episode of Zach and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. As per usual, thank you so much for just being a part of this with us. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, 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 we love making this for you, and so we're glad yeah. that you come back to listen to us. Um, we love you. I, I forget what you put in the outro and what you don't, Griff. Um... Well, I'll tell you that if you enjoy our show, be sure to check out the other shows on our network, Ghostlight Media. Yeah, we can we can we can promo them this time because we're not uh, embarrassing us and them because we're not waist deep in sin. Yes, uh, yeah, <laughs> we got lots of cool shows. We got uh, actual plays. We've got a uh, uh, rewatch um, reaction podcast. We've got Shakespeare and beer podcast and us and us yep that's all of them that's all of them we do this Uh, bit every time i yeah i'm just gonna say go check out the other shows on the network yeah because they're awesome do it Uh, otherwise if uh you got anything you want to hear on this here program hit us up on twitter at pet shop cast either tweet at us slide into our dms we don't care um, we welcome and, it, and we welcome we it. nasty. Oh, we we so nasty boys. <laughs> uh, 
A little uh, bit of that. That's the last of the. That's the last of the sixty nine energy. Coming it, it's out. gone. Yeah. Next one's gonna be very sexually stagnant. Next so one was gonna be, right be like the most like Prudish conservative, <laughs> matronly, like uh, pure. Let's do a pure episode. Next a pure time. episode. All celestials, uh, and it'll be great. Uh, but uh, yeah. Other than that. Uh, Thank you so much. We love you. Uh, And uh, see you in a couple weeks. Yeah. Uh, I have been... I almost said I've been Zach. I've been Griffin. And I've been Griffin. And just remember, folks, at the end of the day... It's all about love, baby. It's all about love. I'm Griffin. I'm Griffin. Bye. Thank you. Thank you all for listening to episode 70 of Zack and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. If you enjoyed the show, consider leaving us a review or telling a friend about us. You can find us as part of the Ghostlight Media Network over at ghostlightmedia.net or on Twitter at Pet Shop Cast. On our website, you can find links to our merch store and Patreon page, which helps support all of the Ghostlight Media shows and the phenomenal people who create them. Speaking of which, thank you to our patrons Nathan, Christina, and Kyle for your continued support. We'd like to thank Nikki Does Puzzles for making our theme song. You can find her SoundCloud at Nikki Does Puzzles or at Nicole Voice on Twitter. We'd also like to thank our friend Rin for voicing the ads you hear on the show. You can find Rin on Twitter at Rin underscore Moran and on the Imprinted Echoes podcast as part of Ghostlight Media. We'll be back in two weeks with another episode. Until then, go love a gug today because gosh dang do they need it maybe more than anything else we've talked about. Or, you know, don't. I'm not your dad. This is a Ghostlight Media production.